Hey everybody, today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, a basketball-themed board game only available at hoopsters.store. I like playing board games because it gives me a chance to connect with my kids or my friends, and for me, the best games are a lot of fun, but they're easy to learn, right? I don't like checking the rules on the inside of the box to lay every other move. Great games require some strategy, but also a little bit of luck, and they don't take forever to complete a game. I'm not a fan of those five-hour Monopoly sessions. So I can tell you firsthand that Hoopsters is all of these things. You can play a quick game in 15 minutes or longer one in 30. It brings all of the thrill of basketball together with the strategy of backgammon. And I just can't tell you enough about how much fun it is. Each set is handcrafted here in Central Ohio, so head to hoopsters.store, and if there aren't any sets available, you can drop in your email address and we'll let you know as soon as we have some more. That's hoopsters.store. Now on to the show. All right, we're going to go live in three, two, one. Cue coach. The NBA Finals are finally here, and I share exactly, exactly to a T what has to happen for the Raptors to beat the Warriors. And it's Blues Bruins, Bruins Blues, Bruins Blues, fan of Fofana. Plus, we're talking Indy 500, Billy Buck, and Bart Starr, and as always, Locks of the Week, and this week, Motorsports Trivia, everybody live from the pee Dome. This is Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Sports Wednesday, yeah, Bill Butler. <laughs> nice work as always there, Maestro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday Sports Talk. For the medium fan, I am your host, Pete Brown, the big man on campus. You'll hear me referred to as BMOC by my two co-hosts. That's what that stands for. Let me tell you about these two co-hosts. This guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy is one piano away from cutting an album <laughs> called "Songs in the Key of Me." It's the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? Gotta tell you, it was hard to say blues, Bruins, Bruins, blues, blues, Bruins, blue. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. You tricked well, me. Well. Speaking of messing up how you say things, this guy <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. is also working on a solo album called Singing My Songly, Songs by Matt Longley. It's the coach, basketball legend Matt Longley. How Pretty are good. you, coach? I, I play a mean pan flute, too. Me and Zamfir. That's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to both those albums, actually. I got to pre-order them on Amazon. <laughs> so uh, we are back after a week off. How'd you guys uh, enjoy your week off? Uh, it was all right. It was all right. I was a little anxious. I needed to get back on here. I just felt I was missing something. Yeah, my stroke the, world, off the world was missing something. Medium the sports world. talk. Right. It was missing medium sports talk. There was a vacuum. We are back to fill it. Uh, I do appreciate <laughs> taking that week off. Uh, and, uh, you know, we had a training ride this morning interrupted by like a three-hour <laughs> breakfast. It's a great breakfast. But uh, I think we're all recovered from that. The show's divided into two parts, the morning commute and the afternoon commute. Let's get started with that morning commute, Maestro. Sounding good as always. 
Well, folks, both the NBA and NHL finals are now set in the NBA. It is the Toronto Raptors who beat the Milwaukee Bucks to win the East, taking on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, a lot of people don't give Toronto much of a shot, but we have a basketball legend on this show, and he knows how the Raptors can beat the Warriors. Coach, how's it happen? It's very, very specific. Here's how they can beat the Warriors if the Warriors don't show up. Now, I know that's going to be very difficult. <laughs> um, no, really, there's, there's, there's two scenarios that they could actually possibly have a tiny chance of winning. And here, is, here are the two scenarios. Number one is that for the first time in five straight finals, Golden State is opening the finals on the road. So that means two games in Toronto. What Golden State is aiming to do in those two games is get one. So if Toronto can get both games against Golden State, like go back to California up 2-0, then they have a chance in hell. Now, that is also coupled with one other thing that has to happen. Two players, two all-star caliber players, and possibly the greatest player right now of our generation, it might be a tick better than LeBron right now, is Durant. And he's obviously coming back from injury. He's out for game one. But if he comes back game two, and I could see them holding him so he can comes back at 90% or 95, and he comes back at any way chance that he's an all-star, they have no chance. But if he comes back and tries to play on a bum leg and try to make it work but is bad and he disrupts the entire offense because he still wants the ball to go through him, then they have a chance. So those things have I to gotcha. happen. And how many, how, many games, how many games is this series going? It goes five it, at best. And it's, it's, it's Golden State in five, five, yeah. All right. What about you, Meister? What do you think? So, Coach, what you're saying is the Raptors can't win on their skill alone. It has to be no. Golden State. Kawhi Leonard is an unbelievable basketball. Right now, he is the best player. Right now, he is the best player. But his cast of characters cannot – I mean, you've got Clay Thompson. You've got, you've got Curry. You've got Draymond. You've got Boogie Cousins is is coming back. So you have Boogie Cousins. Plus you have Andre Iguodala. You have so many people that could hurt you game in and game out where Kawhi Leonard, and it showed, Kawhi Leonard in those past, those four games that they won, like he had to have a Herculean effort for them to win. It's very similar to LeBron. And I, I, I don't know that it, 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 it's a, it's a tough task. I mean, the Cavs did it in 2016 with a team that was, you know, on par with the with the Raptors. Uh, I think you're right. If Durant stays injured and you got to get Steph Curry frustrated, that was the way the Cavs beat him in 2016. They just remember he threw his his mouth guard into yes. the crowd. You got to frustrate him. And then I'm thinking, like, did you guys ever see the basketball scene in meatballs? <laughs> yes, pull their pants down. Yes. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking like Toronto pants the Warriors on like it's a brilliant move. the opening game, opening it's, tip It's underused. Yeah, it'll do it. Very good. So, uh, well, we know we've all called Golden State uh, as the NBA champions since the start of the season. Uh, we thought Boston, Toronto, or Milwaukee possibly would be coming out of the East. It turned out to be the Raptors. I'm happy for Toronto. I bet they're excited. Oh, they're they're losing their minds. I noticed they haven't, they haven't given up on their um, – Terrible motto, we the North. <laughs> it's very terrible. I can I could I could see it if they put a comma after we, like we, comma, the North. But it's just hereby solemnly swear to win basketball games. Yeah, is it, it's just is we, it hashtag? It's weird. 
I guess it's it's kind of like uh, how the Cavs did all work. in or yeah, okay, you know, yeah, one yeah. okay. of those deals, whatever it takes. All right, well, let's talk about something we know a lot more about, and that's hockey. Hockey. We're bringing Maestro in now. Maestro, I know you know a good deal about the Boston Bruins. You watched a couple of games this year. I know a little bit about the St. Louis Blues, but I was interested on. And I think game one is happening right now as we're recording. Yeah, they're uh, they're in the third period right now. It looks like Boston's pull. They're 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 leading three to two, but it's been pretty close. It's been a good shootout. I think St. Louis is is they're the real deal, which they should be. Stanley Cup and all. It is the matchup we had hoped for, right? We were like uh, oh Carolina, my. San Jose wasn't going to be quite as, yeah, St. Louis, Boston. So who do you think is going to win this series, Maestro? Are you sticking with your Bruins? You know, I, the sentimental favorite is is St. Louis, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think Boston's going to be hard to beat. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you look a little bit into this into the history of this series, at least the Stanley Cup, um, the Bruins swept the Blues back in 1970. A little bit, a little bit, <laughs> which is a while ago, 49 years, and that's yeah, so. and that's the last time the Blues have been in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It is crazy. I remember that series pretty. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> of course, you were on <laughs> your mobile watching device. It on Direct TV. Yeah, but up on the on the astral plane. Here's an interesting tidbit about the Blues, though. They they came into the league in 67, and they went to the Stanley Cup three years in a row. Wow. And I think they thought, well, heck, this is easy. And then they Their have- first three years, they went to the Stanley Cup finals? Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Um, the the, the NHL is the only place that could happen, right? They have it with Las Vegas, right? Their first year in the league. It did. Yeah, Stanley Cup yeah. finals. It happens a lot because I think, I think the talent – pool like it, it you get a lot of really good guys you can split them up yeah. yeah uh now let me just ask you guys this is fair i gotta say what i just said made no sense so i, I <laughs> want to strike that from the record <laughs> do you want to try again or no no because i have okay. no idea what i was saying there okay that's i wasn't actually listening so that didn't matter i, 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 was, I wasn't listening either so i know no I'm here's my question as fans of the blue jackets. Are you pulling for Boston to win? So you could be like, at least we were eliminated by the champion. Yeah. I mean, that keeps happening. So it's not funny anymore. So <laughs> no, I'm not pulling for them. So it is true. That's happened the last couple I of years. I hope they tie all seven games and they have, no, and they all, no one wins. Very good. So yes. uh, Maestro sticking with Boston coach, you sticking with Boston or yes. And all right, well, if, if I was a betting man, I'd stick with the Bruins, but I, I'm pulling for the Blues. I'd, I'd like to see them them win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Bruins and Bruins and six. Yeah, I'm going to stick with St. Louis. I've been picking them all along, so let's go Blues. 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 Nice. We're cruising right along here, fellas. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but yesterday there was something called the Indianapolis 500 on the television set. Uh, I did not watch it, and I was curious – is the Indy 500 losing relevance or am I just busier on Memorial Day weekend than I was when I was a kid and I would watch it? I, I, I watched it. I mean, I watched at least some of it when I was a kid. I, I haven't watched a single lap of the Indy 500 since the one time I went. And that was Which, a long time ago. When was that? Uh, it's got to be 12, 13 years ago. And um, you were in the stands? Yes. Yes. Not in the infield. Okay. I got you. Because the infield's pretty raucous. Yeah. 
I gotcha. Well, I, I went to the Indy 500 1992, uh, and I did not go into the race. I just went for the really drunken debauchery that takes place. <laughs> oh, it I don't takes know outside? If, yeah, if it's still like that or not. But back then, it was... It just, still is. It was open containers were fine. Everybody was hammered, and uh, apparently... It, the 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 thing that happened is men would shout, "Show us your tits to the women," <laughs> and like one probably fifty percent of them would then do that. They would flash their boobs. Really? And, yeah, and uh, it was like so. There I am. I'm a, like a junior in college, I think, and uh, even I'm like, boy, this is a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> even you said that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing about the thing about IndyCar. It, it's probably been over 10 years, maybe a little bit longer where something fractured there, right? There was IndyCar. Yeah, and that's was, where it changed. That's right. I felt like that's kind of where they lost a little bit of their mojo there because I think people were like, well, what do I, which one do I like? Who's right. doing what? Where did my, you know, where did the famous yeah. guys go? Which one? Yeah. Like Alan. Yeah. It's like, cause I remember yeah. the last one I watched and I, I think it was, his name was Goodyear. And it was some, it was like one of the closest finishes or there was like literally down, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how close it was, but they were usually the races. I don't know if I don't remember if it was always close, but this one was extremely close. I'll have to look it up, but like it was him. And I feel like it was one of the big names, maybe answer. Yeah. I feel like Maestro's right. I think when we were growing up, it was possible to be a medium level Indian. Yeah, because you knew the names. Right? It was Andretti, AJ Foyt, you uh, knew those sir, guys, yes. Gordon John Cock, right? And uh, not now it's not possible, right? So I looked. Uh, the race was won, actually, as you guys know, by Simon Pagenaud, oh, a Frenchie who uh, he had the pole and uh, ended up winning the race. Mm, and I looked at like the top twenty. Uh, finishers and I did not. I honestly did not recognize a single name. Yeah, it's it's completely. Nobody knows if you don't know the names and there's no recognition. I mean, it's like a tree in the woods. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 you don't hear, it does it make a sound. I I don't know. Yeah, and you know, you know, not to don't to jump off script, but uh, we were flipping around the the tube today and we were watching a little bit of the French Open, which is going on major tennis. Uh, wow, tennis. I did not know and, that. Uh, it was first round, and there was a couple of fellows playing, and I didn't know either of them. And I felt like, dang, you know. So between IndyCar and tennis, it's just like uh, either these sports are just not on my radar anymore, or they're just they are not quite as relevant as they were at least when we were kids. Yeah, and maybe too when your kids race cars are cooler than they are when you. Well, you want, it, but you want it, You want to be a race car right, driver. I mean, like I, yeah, my two choices right? were race car driver or fireman. I did neither, but I aspired right. to be one or the two. I will say too, when we were kids, I don't know. Memorial Day wasn't always nice. Like I don't know, weather wise, yeah. it was always kind of cold or rainy. And we mm-hmm. remember we only had three channels, and one of them had the, the now, uh, okay. Race on. So that <laughs> I'm going to tell you that can't be undersold. That right there, yeah, that's you true. just made. The three, the three channels are the fact that global warming is killing the Indy Both. 500. But the three, yeah, cha- the three channels can't be undersold. That's why yeah, we watched so sure. much of the other stuff. That's why we watched yeah. tennis mm-hmm. so much. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was really the only game in town at some points, you know, on yeah. Saturdays, yeah. you know, for the U.S. Open. 
Well, I will say, I uh, before this show, I, I just said, okay, Indy 500 highlights. I thought I'll watch some highlights on YouTube. <laughs> and the video that came up, was it was 16 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not watching oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? So I think that sports, you know, they're, they're in trouble if, if people aren't even watching. And, and I got to tell you, there was also a major shift between IndyCar and NASCAR. And it might have been when. That's and, right. and one of the things, and I'm not kidding, a lot of people that that are medium fans are, are going to watch NASCAR and why it's because there's a huge chance, much bigger chance that people are going to crash in NASCAR and not in Indy 500. And people are more intrigued in seeing crashes than no crashes. Sure. And there's, there's fewer Europeans right. and the cars oh, look yes. like they're American yes. and Ford and Chevy. And by Winston so cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Very good, but uh, I I would I, I would like to go like and sit in the stands. I, I mean I I think that'd yeah. be neat, uh, but you know I it's not high in my it's low. List. Very good. All right, guys, I I think that's good for our morning commute. That brings us to the not so fun spot. Mm. Not so fun spot. Not so fun spot. Normally, this is the fun spot, folks, and we even had a fun spot planned, but uh, Maestro was, you know, on top of the news that Billy Buckner uh, passed away earlier today. And I'm like, we've got we got to talk about that. And that brings up the fact that there's been sort of deaths come in threes. And uh, I think we've had the three sports deaths, which were Havlicek and then Bart Starr died yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Former Green Bay uh, Packer quarterback, six NFL championships, two Super Bowls. And then Bill Buckner uh, died of dementia, which is super sad. He was like 67. Yeah. Six, yeah, 69. 69. Yeah. 69. Thank you. And then uh, the question I wanted to ask, and of course, you only have to look at the headlines to answer this. Yes. Bill Buckner had a 22-year career, right? He was an all-star one year. He hit 324 one year when he won the batting title. Is his legacy defined by the game six error against the Mets? Coach, go. Okay, so I'm going to say yes because 95% of the people that are medium fans and are baseball guys, they remember one thing. It's it's Bill Buckner and, and the ball between the wickets. But um, unfortunately, that's it's too bad because, I mean, for 22 years, which I can only name maybe three to four players, Carl Yastrzemski, Pete Rose, um, Maybe Steve George Brett. George Brett. I'm talking about guys that that played plus 17, plus 18 years in the league, and and his batting average 289, 2700 hits, 1200. He didn't strike out a lot. No, either. never struck out three times in one game. Um, the dude. The, there's three players: Pete Rose, Rod Carew, and I believe it's um, it's Billy Buckner. Uh, I think it's in the seventies. There's a stretch of, of, of like maybe five to seven years where the only players to average over three twenty or three thirty. I mean, the dude was a great player. He's not a hall of famer. I'm, I, I, I think he was really good, but yeah, it happened that his worst moment had to be in 1986 game six on the biggest stage. Once again, everybody's watching it cause it's the only game in town. Didn't lose the series, but it certainly didn't help. And it, it's, it's a sad fact, but well, uh, he did uh, have to move his family out of yes. Massachusetts after after that to Idaho. Uh, and then, you know, people point out that, you know, the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series in 2004. 
Uh, they brought Buckner back to Fenway, I think, in 2007, and he got like a two-minute long yes. standing ovation. Uh, so he always blamed the media for all this negative attention. I think he's going light on the Boston fans. A little bit. That they are pretty culpable there as well. Um, but you just hate you hate to see a whole career defined by one terrible thing. But that's that's I mean that's it's life. life. I mean you, that sucks. Uh, and you know they you know the, the little bit of reading that I did before you know, before the show was that the, I guess on the play prior there was a wild pitch that got the guy the correct third. that got Ray Knight to third. Yes, yeah. So it's like that pitcher's going. Whew, I got that. Uh. I mean, it's well, I'll. T- I, I watched the play over a bunch of times because, hey, Coach, what, what did you used to tell your kids when you're coaching baseball about the button on the top of their head? It's got to be down. Yeah, button down, right? So that their head is down when they're fielding a grounder. Because I think Buck, Buckner's head was It up. was. I think he he's was looking, trying he, to what, keep an – He was keeping an eye on the run. Right, yeah. so he wants yep. – He's. it's like it's in football too when you see the receiver – He's down the line. You see the great pass, but he turns his head because he's ready to run before he catches it. Bill Buckner was thinking two steps ahead. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to stare the guy down at third, run and touch the bag and make sure he doesn't advance. That's all he was. He was thinking ahead, but obviously the ball needed to be in the, in in the, in the glove, but. That's right. Well, Buckner, uh, not in the Hall of Fame, but if I'm not mistaken, he was part of our Mustache Madness Greatest God, he has mustache. a great mustache. Great mustache. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that you know he was known to say to reporters who talked to him, you know, what's life been like since you retired from baseball? And he said that being part of the Sports Wednesday Mustache <laughs> Madness bracket was the highlight of his life, as it should be. He, and he. He was like, my wife and kids will get mad when I say this, but it's Sports Wednesday Mustache Madness Bracket 1, Birth of My Children, <laughs> Marriage. So you don't so, think he? Uh, you don't think he's ever going to be Hall of Fame material? You don't think he has? No. No? I mean, he's... Uh, I, could, I could see a Veterans Committee voting. Maybe. Maybe, maybe now, you know? but I mean... I mean, they've had a long time to... I mean, he's been retired since, what, 91? Yeah. And usually at this point, I mean, he could be a, I mean, I, be, I think it'd be a nice gesture, but, it, it, and here's me being devil's advocate and not saying anything, but you, you let a guy in like him whose numbers are good, it does change and it opens up a lot of possibilities for a lot of players. Like, I think there's a player, and, and no offense, Bill, but like Dale Murphy, I think should be in there because I think he was an impact sure. MVP, type, MVP type player, but, yeah. you know. Bill Buckner played 22 years. That's insane. 22 years, a major league team wanted him to play on their baseball team. So I will tell you a couple. I, I looked this up earlier. A couple guys in the Hall of Fame who had long careers to compare to Butler, uh, Buckner. Bill Mazeroski. Okay, the Maz. Uh, you know, yeah, had uh, 2,100 games, hit 260. Buckner was uh, far better than him. Phil Rizzuto, Buckner was be- uh, Numbers are better off. Johnny Evers, Yogi Berra. So – the thing about it is it's not the hall of performance. It's the hall Correct. of fame. And what he, what he's famous for is the wrong kind of thing to get you. Absolutely. Into you know, and the- so maybe something, you know, maybe that, that memory fades and posthumously. I think he gets Boston having out. so much success since, I mean, what they've won three times now. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, that changes. It was Oh four Oh seven. And then last year, I think that definitely lightens the load. And it, it did the same thing for Bartman when Chicago won. I mean, That's it, right. it, it, 
once that's gone, it just becomes something that happened. And and I I hope for Bill Buckner in 04 and then in 07. And when they won again, I, I hope that that monkey that's on his back was completely gone and he could just kind of sit there. And I, I just hope because he deserves that. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll wrap this up here because we got a lot going on on the show today. But uh, I did see that Charlie Sheen purchased the ball from the Game 6. Do you guys want to take a stab at how much he paid for it? Recently, or when did he get it? Uh, no, he got it some years ago. All right, I'm going to say he paid $72,000. That's a, just a wild guess. Ooh, that's, that's, so if he bought it a while ago, I'm going to say uh, twenty grand. Well, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to give it to Maestro because Coach Overbit, it was about 64 oh. It was like $63,945. You, you suck, I know, I suck. <laughs> so good job with the, convest, the, the, the uh, conservative bid there, Charlie, Maestro. man, he, he, he bought, took money away from, from booze and women to... He uh, buys a lot of baseballs. He does. He has a lot of the famous ones. All right. I think that wraps us up for the not so fun spot. Originally I thought there, I was thinking there's two deaths. Who do you guys think the third's going to be? But then uh, I think it was coach or, or maestro who pointed out that Havlicek really kicked off yeah. this trio of deaths. Good, Good times. Time. Fun spot. Fun spot. John and Bart. <laughs> good, good job there, Maestro. And uh, what better way to follow up a segment about dead athletes than the Midwest Baseball Stadium <laughs> face-off? What a great segue. Going down on Bracket Ninja. It is in the finals, guys. Uh, right now, Progressive Field in Cleveland and PNC Park in Pittsburgh have made the finals after uh, PNC Park upset Wrigley wow. Field, I think. Uh, it is very tight right now. Uh, there's been about a million votes, and Progressive Field is up a million to nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. So, folks, you've got – this is it. You have till next Tuesday night. You're listening to this on Wednesday, so you have till next Tuesday night to vote. Is it PNC Park, Progressive Field, the best Midwest baseball stadium? And I'm here to tell you, this may be – unless we get 10 votes – this may be the last time, last month I'm paying for. Okay, is this the is this the pin tweet, or do I have to dig for it from like? I you, you have to dig. <laughs> oh man! Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I will I will uh, retweet it tonight and pin it tonight until this episode comes out Wednesday morning. That sounds that perfect. Sounds very good. All right, Midwest Baseball Stadium faceoff, ten votes, or I'm canceling the Bracket Ninja subscription. Oof. 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 Yeah, all right. All right, so uh, we followed up uh, uh, dead athletes with a poll that no one seems to be interested in. That both of those <laughs> things remind me of hoopsters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the greatest basketball theme board game you never played. Uh, if you're a dead athlete or someone who doesn't give a shit about online polls, <laughs> hoopsters hey, is the you. game for you. <laughs> part backgammon, part basketball, not available in stores, not available online. You could. You know what? If you if you just sent me a check for a thousand dollars, I will send you one of the half-built prototype boards that are stacked up in my garage. Coach, but coach and I, this is it. We're starting. I think starting this week, Tuesday nights is my night down to to, to be working on hoopsters. This is it. This and, is this, this summer this is, is it. it. We're bursting up. 
Now that I won't have to administer all those uh, bracket ninja pulls, I'll have, have a lot so of much time, more time. To over hoops. So, Coach, if I, if somebody wants to, you know, keep up to date on when they can buy Hoopsters, they should really put in their email address and go to hoopsters.store, and we're going to get them the updates of all updates whenever we have an update. It's coming right to your inbox. It's the email the up- newsletter. It'll be the updated update update. Hoopsters.store. All right, time for the evening commute. Oh, yeah. All righty. Nice work, Meister. A little Iron Man. That reminds me earlier today I was on Wikipedia trying to figure out if Robert Downey Jr. is still a drug addict, and apparently he's been clean since 2004. So good work there, Robert Downey Jr. Way to go. Are uh, the article that I read said that uh, the, the only thing that really keeps him off drugs and happy is playing basketball-themed board games. Like hoopsters. That's that store. store, everybody. That's store. We uh, we do uh, update you on our year-long points challenge. We do locks of the week, and by locks of the week, we mean you can you can take them to the bank, get a second mortgage, uh, and we have sometimes rants, corrections, final thoughts, trivia, all sorts of good stuff. So let's just jump right in. Our playoff update series, uh, and this will become official after the NBA and NHL finals. Uh, this is where we drafted teams, and you got a point for each time your team won a series. Uh, in the NBA, I'm leading with plus six. I had the Golden State. That was my first choice. Uh, Maestro uh, topped out here at plus four after Milwaukee lost. Uh, but Coach uh, now at plus four because Toronto won and possibly could be a plus five once Toronto upsets the Warriors. <laughs> yes. Similarly, in the NHL, plus six, plus two, plus five. So I figured out that the, the way we're going to do this is the second number will be 10. So when these go into the standings, there'll be 10 on the right side of the ledger and then however many points. Okay, you I got left. you now. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, you know, you know uh, BMOC really lucked out here because he was so far behind that he got first pick. In, yeah, that's was fine. A, was able fine. to get the Golden States. We, and, we, got, uh, we got a lot of time left. We got a lot of time left. Oh, yeah, for He'll sure. He'll mess this up. For sure. And. I will. I will sink immediately. I don't even know if being ahead this much is. I, I think I will still be behind you guys, but uh, I do like that sort of reverse draft order on these things. Uh, Coach, last week uh, you picked the lock of the week. It was uh, the one thing that really most of our listeners love to gamble on on a weekly basis, and that's <laughs> NBA bench points. Okay, sue me for trying to do something interesting. Sue me. That's okay. like a deep. That's like a deep cut. I really like that third oh, song. Yeah. On it's like all yeah. instrumental, but it's bongos. It's all instrumental. It's like tw- it's like twelve minutes yeah. long. I love like there song. was harpsichord you know, and harmonica. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> the beast. The B side of we didn't start the fire. Oh, don't get me started. Boss. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't start that fire. Um, this is on the official uh, Sports Wednesday text thread. Coach just out of the mi- out of nowhere, out of left field, boom! Just explodes into the text thread with "We didn't start the fire" as a garbage. It's the song. worst song of all time. Yeah, well, it's not subtle, but JFK blown away. What more do I have to say? <laughs> not a lot.
All right, Coach, explain right. bench points and our picks, and you were in charge of okay, looking this Okay, I already up, did. So. so simply put, you had to pick one game. So it was, it was in the conference finals. So you pick one team in that game, and then basically which one's bench, non-starters, scored more points than the other team or the other one. So it's very simple. Yeah. So okay. um, I'll start with mine. I picked game one, Golden State-Portland, and uh, Golden State scored 36 points on the bench. And Portland, 28. So I got a point on that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's go with Maestro. Maestro, you picked game one, I believe, or game two. Let me check. I have no idea. I do. I might have wrote it down. I did. Let's go to the tape. Hmm. Oh, you picked game two. So then you picked Toronto in game two. And in that, Toronto yeah, scored 39 points. That was a great bench game. But unfortunately, Milwaukee's bench scored 58 points. That's insane. So you yeah. lost that one. I'm sorry. Thanks for trying. And then, and then there was, then there was, then there was BMOC. He picked game that one. That stands for big man on campus. Yes, it does. He picked game one of the Milwaukee Toronto and Milwaukee came in with 22, which isn't strong, but Ooh. it's strong enough in this one because Toronto's bench scored 12. So he gets a point. Summary. Jeez. Coach gets a point. BMOC gets a point. Maestro, zilch. So that puts our standings at uh, Coach 23 of 39, pulls into a first place tie with Maestro at 23 of 39. I climb up to 20 of 39. It's neck and neck. Um, oh, it's neck yeah. and neck. Uh, I, I did notice, like, I did look this up uh, after you put that challenge out there, and the Milwaukee Bucks, out of all the teams in the playoffs, had the highest percentage of bench points so they get a lot from their bench yeah that but could not have, enough. that could have served them well against uh, gold state had they won mm-hmm. it would have that's not gonna happen Very good so that uh, that, that brings us to and folks uh, get ready to call your bookies call your bankers call your aunt sally and ask her to lend you some money to wager on our locks locks of the week locks of the week of the week. Uh, and again, in another, uh, I would say, ill-considered <laughs> attempt to make this interesting, we turn okay. this over to Coach. Oh, there we go. There we go again. This subtle, this not even subtle, <laughs> this passive aggressiveness. I love it. I love it. Can you even? Can you I, even we, bet I on left, the Atlantic? I left the locks of the open. Uh, locks of the week open. Who should take it? I don't know what to do. I'm just BMOC. So I go out there and take the lead, and I get slammed. That's fine. That's fine. Fine. That's fine. That's what are cool. we? What are we? What are we betting? What are we? Cool. Two two things. Coach. Two things. Yeah, yeah, One. Good. 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 Tell us what we're betting on. How you came up with it? So here's the deal. Something interesting. It's the Atlantic League, which is an independent baseball league. And if you've ever heard anything about the independent baseball league, it's not affiliated with the major leagues, so they can do whatever they want. So I just heard a story they're doing major leagues actually using the independent leagues to test all of these wacky things that they want to put in the majors. So I said, oh, mm-hmm. the independent league. A lot of players that want a second chance go to the independent league. So it's 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 got a lot yeah, of intrigue. And, and occasionally so they're no they're not drafted, they have no affiliation, but occasionally their contracts will be bought by a big league team and then they'll put them in a correct actually actually looking on the website there's quite a few guys that have been picked up yeah yeah it's second chance you uh okay so we just had a pick a, pick game, a game uh between 
Yeah, right. any between Very good. So pick I'm, a game. I'm going first. You would. If you pick <laughs> mine, I'm gonna be so angry. I'm going Saturday, June first. The Lancaster Barnstormers over the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. Okay. June one. Got it. Maryland. All right. I'm going to take May 30th. I'm going to take the Long Island Ducks over the Lancaster Barnstormers. Suck it, Barnstormers. Go Ducks. All right. I am taking May thirty-first. The the Sugarland Skeeters <laughs> over on. the Somerset Those Patriots. Those names are great. The, they are great, actually. And the the website's garbage because I, I'd love to look at some of these logos, and I just can't track them down. They're bad. Sugarland Skeeters. It's uh, Sugarland, Texas. Mm-hmm. Over the Somerset Patriots on May 31st. And there you go. It's possible. It is possible. And uh, this is just because of Coach's vision that we are the only three people in America who have wagered on the Atlantic League this week. I is uh, Co- Coach, is your brother going to take us on one of these bets? That's what I was just going to – that was that was what, what I wanted to bring back up. We got away from Coach's brother. Where, where do we stand? Uh, with the money uh, with we're up brother? 10. We're so we could here. we could throw that out there. You, um, I mean, we could. Hoopsters could uh, could use that money. We really, it really could use it, especially if we cancel the uh, the uh, the Twitter uh, polling thing. We're gonna need the money. <laughs> you guys could get you guys that, could get at least twenty bucks out of that in the next couple months. That five bucks a month is going straight into hoopsters R and D. This is gonna be great. So, all right, we got to get wagering against Coach's brother back okay. on the agenda. So, starting next week, he'd be we'll, happy to uh, oblige. We'll get that going. All right. Very good. Nothing uh, I like more than taking advantage of Longley family gambling <laughs> issues. Locks of the week. All right. Those were your locks of the week. That brings us to trivia. 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 All right. I thought we'd do some motorsports trivia. We've done this a few times before, but uh, I thought, you know, motorsports trivia. Oh, I thought this was motorboating trivia. Oh, oh it is motorboating <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Basically, what happens is you give a list of three celebrities that you would like to motorboat, and we <laughs> have to pick. put them in the correct order. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be, be Oh, my God. And it doesn't have to be at the uh, it doesn't have to be at the 92 Indy 500 parking lot either. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what was happening in 1992 outside the Indy 500. There were people motorboating like crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Maestro, I'm just giving you right now episode MVP. That was the best joke I've heard. Well done. In like months on this show. This is the best joke in months on this show. Well you done. just love motorboat, Peter. I know it's inherently it. funny. All right. Uh, Motorsports trivia, guys. I'll throw this one at you. This is a simple. You're, you, we're doing like prices right. You're just going to say higher or lower on okay. this, okay? The top average speed ever recorded at the Indy 500. So they won the race with the top average speed. Higher or lower? 187.34. Higher. Higher. Wrong. And they're both wrong. It's what? one Shit. 185.89. It was 1990. Uh, Ari Lewandyke, who's a name I kind I of remember. Ari. Yeah, I recognize him. 
And apparently there's been rules changes as we were talking about them. So they'll probably never get close to this again because uh, there's more cautions and those pit, those long pits slow down the, the, uh, the overall average speed. So uh, people so think that, that this will stand for a long time. Yep. Mm. All right. What do you got coach? Okay. So mine's going to be easy. There's one, one driver, one motorsports driver that has competed in the Coca-Cola 600 and the Indy 500 in one day. Do you know who this is? Before Danica Patrick. Okay. That's your guess. Uh, is this throw us a bone? Is there a, is this recent or, uh, it happened in 2001. I'll give you some names. Mm. Give us a little multiple choice there, buddy. Okay. Is it Dale Earnhardt jr? Is it, uh, Tony Stewart? Is it Danica? Ah, Is it Danica Patrick? I'm going to say Tony Stewart. You sticking with Danica Patrick? That'd be a good guess. Uh, (laughs) But that's wrong because it is Tony Stewart. Yeah. Now Danica attempted it, but she but she didn't finish the races. He's the only one that's finished all 1,100 miles. Wow, it's sick. That's unbelievable. It's a lot of driving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Maestro, what do you You got? All right, mine's a little bit of a deeper dive. Deep dive. But you guys should be able to get it. All right, so there are three drivers in the history of motorsports to have won races in these four categories, sports cars, which would be like Le Mans, Formula One, NASCAR, and Indy. Now, two of the guys you will never get, so I'm going to name them, but then you got to pick the third one, okay? Okay. Okay. One guy, his name is Juan Pablo Montoya. I I know Montoya. Montoya. I have a story about Montoya. Do you? Yeah. I know his. I know his brother Inigo. <laughs> Prepare Inigo to die. Uh, second one, Dan Gurney. Gurney, Gurns. And then you guys pick who the third guy would be. Uh, can I ask you a question? Have we mentioned his name tonight already? Yes, That's Tony Stewart. I, I'm gonna say it's Ari Lewandyke. No. Wrong. Oh, we have. It's not Tony Stewart. I, I, I thought his name came up earlier. Maybe I'm wrong. AJ Foyt? Mar- Mario Andretti? Oh, yeah, Mario, Mario yeah. Andretti. Nice. Yeah, his name did come out. Yeah, when we said, because um, when we were naming like yeah. indie, indie races, the guys we we knew. Yep. Mario. There is an Andretti named Marco Andretti who uh, currently races, and I and don't know a, if he's son or a grand. He's like a nephew, I think. And I, because Michael Andretti raced back in like the RE Lion Dyke days. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. But and I. Just, I did a little deep dive as I was looking through this. This Dan Gurney guy was really interesting. He was an American racer, um, but like he was also like came from engineering folks from like his uncles and his dad were all like Harvard, MIT folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he invented a bunch of stuff that, that like improved racing, like little levers on cars. And like, mm-hmm. he was the first guy to wear like a full helmet. Um, but what I thought was really interesting, he was the first race car driver to, um, shake the bottle of champagne and spray oh. it. Well, that's his, that's his thing. That's his thing. Everybody yeah. does that now. Everybody. Everybody. They're all Guernsey Should wannabes. Should have called it, could have called Pretty it the Guernsey. Cool. It's Gurney. It's not Guernsey. We like to call him Guernsey. We call him Guernsey on the playground. <laughs> uh, that's right. 
I will I will recommend here before we uh, click out of racing. Uh, there's a documentary called Senna. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I've seen it. It is. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, it's on Netflix. It's, uh, you know, you learn a lot about F1 racing. I got kind of interested in it after I watched that documentary. It was uh, very good. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Maestro, can you do the Rancid Corrections live theme music for us? Oh, somebody's got a rant. Here we go. Let me me get centered here. Me, 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 me. Me, me. Mm. Rants and corrections. All right. Rants and corrections can be anything that you want. It can be a rant about anything. It does not have to be sports related. It just has to be medium. And uh, correction is where we try and clean up some of our past mistakes. Uh, who's got a rant or a correction for us? BMOC does. BMOC does. I got a rant. Go ahead. It just bud. came to me. All right. Here we go. You know, you leave these blanks in the show sheet and you, you don't like when people uh, throw stuff out there. But your biggest thing is, hey, hey, guys, anytime you want, you can put stuff in the show sheet. And then we put stuff in the show sheet. It's like a trap because you want to just basically criticize every time we put stuff out there. So that's cool. That's cool. I get it. I get why people, you know, cry when they work for you. You know, you just <laughs> set people up to to make them feel bad. Good job. Coach, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I've been unduly harsh on your choices uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> I stick oh, by so everything good. I said. They were garbage choices, but perhaps I could have wrapped that messaging in a nicer package, as Hake used to tell me when we worked together. <laughs> no, I like the package. Don't ever do that. Don't right. candy coat anything with me. You do, very, I'll be more upset. Very good. Uh, I didn't. The only rant that I had was uh, that I loved the betting coach's brother <laughs> segment, and it's like we all got amnesia. Like. As soon as college football ended, we just clicked out of it, and it—I know that it hasn't been on the show sheet in months. Next week, next week. All right, very good. How about you, Maestro? Any corrections? Any rants? Uh, I don't have any of those, but I was going to comment that the uh, that the Bruins won game one. Oh, Three nice. Two? Uh, four two. Four to two. Oh, open netter. Open Netta, yeah. It was 3-2 with a minute left, so yeah, I think. Uh, before we move on to Coach's final thought, can I ask you a question, Maestro? Do you, uh, like, watch tennis because you're clicking around and you land on it, or do you know, like, oh, this thing's starting, I want to watch it? Um, so, I did stumble upon, on Instagram, somebody was training for the French Open. I was like, oh, that's coming up. And then I, it, uh, my wife had it on, so she, she was the one that I was just flipping around. Uh, she I was a high school tennis star as was, well. Yeah, she was a high school tennis player. But there was a, it was a first round match, a couple of no namers, but it had was in a tie break, and so we were just kind of got sucked in. And, and is the Instagram uh, post that you saw by that pretty tennis player that you introduced us to before? Um, I'm trying to think. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It, no, it it wasn't her. It was okay. It was, it was uh, somebody else. Okay, so uh, before we hand final thoughts off to Coach, okay, so here are my three celebrities that you put in my motorboating order. <laughs> Elvira, Queen of the Dark, uh, Chris Farley, or Benji. <laughs> the dog? Yeah, and I just wanted to give you a good I'm gonna, range. I'm going to go Farley, Benji, <laughs> and Elvira. I'm just going to go that way. She is queen of the dark. All she right, let, the dark. let's uh, let's go ahead and do final thoughts. Final, final thoughts. thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. 
And uh, guys, I've been tough on him on this episode for all of his really substandard contributions to the show. But uh, when I said I don't have a final thought, he said, I'll just think of something. It's always a recipe for uh, disaster, compelling right? audio. Now, I, this is it. Go. Coach a... is going to redeem himself. He's going to turn it around here on this show oh, with shit. his final final thought. I don't know about that. But, um, hey, at least I'm here, right? I showed up. So here's my final thought, and it does have to do with Billy Buckner. And it has a lot to do with that final play, and I think it has a lot to do with um, being a coach and seeing a lot of – I've seen a lot of mistakes. And I think what I'm trying to say is when it comes to kids watching TV and watching sports and, and, and seeing these these huge moments and they, they these, these players make these mistakes and they become epic and they become – these defining moments, not necessarily always like Bill Buckner, but they make mistakes. What you would like them to learn is that, oh, even the best can make mistakes and that it's okay. It absolutely doesn't have that at all because I can give you full, true experience just from this past weekend as I had a bunch of 13-year-olds playing baseball and how many times I had to psychologically get them back into a game because there were tears and there were, this is the worst day of my life. And that mistake is going to, I, I, I can't believe that I struck out again, or I made that mistake or I dropped the ball. And I'm like, holy crap, like this is going to happen numerous times and maybe even a spot bigger than what you were in right now. And you've got to be able to move on beyond that. And I just think these kids, it's every moment has to be this epic. Oh my God, I can't believe I failed. And it's a little troublesome only because you're trying to counter that with telling them it's going to be okay, but then they see it's not okay because it doesn't turn out. All right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix it, yeah. but it's, 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 it's such a, it just makes me think of it now with, with, you know, Bill Buckner, his whole career was that one play, yeah. but. Well, and you think about those at 13 years old too, you're dealing with boys uh, where their executive function is super limited because their brain is developing in other ways. So their ability to envision what just happened in a larger context is like just, just biologically impaired at this point in their life. So of course, what, what just happened is feels to them like it will be forever and always. The here and now is, is exactly the only thing that matters. and, And that makes sense to me. But you wish you want, and no, I, I still wish and want for these young men. Basically, is that that making a mistake is you know next play, next next step. That they, I don't know. You know, I don't want. I, I would. What I would not wish upon any of them is I don't want any of them to have a Billy Buckner moment because yeah. those don't exist. They shouldn't yeah. exist. They really don't. You know, they're created. So I just don't want them to have that thought. Oh well, my God! You know, this is what everybody remembers. Being a little invested in this moment for Coach, too, um, I feel like, too, as as 13-year-old boys, you almost want them to have those high-risk, high-reward moments. Yes. Just because they are that. You're 13, you know, you're playing baseball. Go for the catch, you know. Go. Yes. Live, live large and go for it because you probably won't be able to – the older you get, you have to be a little bit more – reserved or do the right thing so it's like get those experiences in in you know in in a real game and and see what happens i don't know oh and they were people remember those people remember those moments 
That's a good point. My friend thought about that. Well, I do know like uh, the number of times that uh, the Chicago Bulls drew up a final play for Michael Jordan to take the winning shot, and he missed twenty six times. Twenty six times. That's amazing. They gave him the ball, and and he's a huge like whenever he talks to kids, he talks about how much he's failed in his career. And I love that. So, uh, what do they say? What do they say in software? BMOC fail fast. Yeah, that's right. Fail fast and iterate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's so. kind of like that in baseball too. You gotta get, you gotta shake it off and make the next play. It's, yeah. Unfortunately such- for, for Bill, it was <laughs> he didn't have a next play. <laughs> it was the last play. Yeah, that we'll remember. He shook it off. It was the rest of us that uh, couldn't. Absolutely, him. he was good. So uh, you know, Coach, maybe those boys would listen to you a little bit more if you dressed the part. You mean, oh, yes. Wear the pants. Yeah, Are you trying coach, to bait me? Are you baiting coach, me? Coach's baseball pants. Oh, Jesus. What, I don't think the pants would have helped. It was pretty hot. Oh, they, they would have chafed. Hats off to both of you guys with the amount of time and effort that you, you give to uh, youth athletics. I know, Maestro, you're more of a fan and coach, you're a coach, but uh, man, it's just, it's, I see what a huge commitment of time, energy, and effort it is for both of you, and I'm amazed by it. So good on you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, Maestro. I think that about wraps yeah, it up. BMS, he's feeling bad. He's trying to suck up the coach here at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I got to call it like I see it. And, and it's been a garbage episode for coach. So, <laughs> indeed. It wouldn't be my first. So, I'll own that. <laughs> it wouldn't be my first. So, no, it was actually pretty good. Uh, you did a good job. I gave you a hard question to deal with, which is how the Raptors could realistically beat the Warriors, and I think you did a nice job with the coach. Oh, thank you. A little, not, little Was that a drop in my bucket? You fill in my bucket? with Not as good as the detailed analysis that Maestro gave us between the Bruins and the Blues, which consisted of reading us the score of their current game. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give me much time. I had all kinds. I had goaltender talk. I had power play talk. Or was it? You, cut you never off. even once. You, you never even off. once said Tuka Rusk. You cut you Tuka Rask. Off. He's like wanted to talk about hoopsters. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. I was trying to. Really I was trying. I'm trying to get us back to 45 minutes, and we're still running 53 tonight. So it's going to. Yeah, I know. Uh, you can cut that out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right. So uh, if there's nothing else, Coach, what are people looking for? Well, they're going to go into their closet. And they're going to that file cabinet that says don't open. And they're going to open that file cabinet. And they're going to go to the file that says Sports Wednesday. And right between the file is your David Blatt bobblehead. Pat him on the head. Close the file cabinet. Sports Wednesday's done. Nice work, Maestro. That's the only live on tape, live music for a sports podcast dedicated to medium level sports talk on Wednesdays. Bruins. Great Great finish. Blues, Bruins. Blues, Bruins, Bruins, Blues. Bruins, Blues. Bruins, Blues. Bruins, Blues. Bruins, Blues. Bruins, Blues.
Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Haig, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. Good times.